Well, hi there. Welcome to Walnut Hill Community Church. I'm Crystal Ellington, I'm the online campus pastor, and I'm here with my friend, Lynn Bauman. She's the pastor of women here at Walnut Hill. And just in case you didn't know, we are one church with many locations. So I wanna say my greetings to those of you in Waterbury, in Derby, in New Milford, of course, those of you here in Bethel, and my online friends, I did not forget about you, I love you. Just welcome, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. And we are continuing in our sermon series called Walking Wisely. When we're answering the question, how do we see heaven? come to earth and the short answer is we see heaven come to earth when we walk in wisdom and that is why we are in the book of Proverbs it's one of those wisdom books that Pastor Brian talked about last week gives us an opportunity to really lean in and glean from the wisdom of God so we're going to continue in that today just a little recap last week Pastor Brian told us what is wisdom he described it to us as the ability to discern or judge what is true right or lasting And wisdom is related to knowledge, right? Knowledge is information that we can gain from experience, and wisdom is actually knowledge applied. So if you have knowledge, you can have wisdom, but you cannot have wisdom without knowledge. You have to have that information base, right? And one of the things that we love that Pastor Brian said last week was that wisdom can be considered knowledge applied, right? That means when we have knowledge and we apply it in the correct way, that means we are acting in a wise way. My nine and three quarters year old daughter, Zoe, she said this to me when she explained to me what she thought knowledge and wisdom are. She said, knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Tomato is a fruit, it has seeds, right? But wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Have you ever had a fruit salad with tomato in it? No. Exactly. She, she's pretty wise, right? I thought that was so profound for my, my little daughter. So thank you, Zoe, for giving me that bit of wisdom for me to share with our friends here. Pastor Ryan also taught us about wisdom from James chapter one, verse five, and he said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. So that means that wisdom is a gift that we can receive from God. And we can access this gift because we have Holy Spirit, we have the Spirit of God inside of us. So that's how we can accept this gift, this wisdom from God. But you know, like I said, it's a gift. We have a choice. We can choose to not receive it. We can choose to not seek God, or we can choose to seek God and receive his wisdom. So I pray that today as we go through, you're gonna continue to make that choice to receive this gift of wisdom. But our question to answer today is how do we receive godly wisdom? How do we seek out God and his wisdom? Well, the short answer is by listening. We can receive godly wisdom by listening to God. So I have a question for you. Or maybe this is a question that kind of resonates in your heart or is kicking around in your mind right now. Why should I care? Why should I care about listening to the Lord and receiving godly wisdom? Why is it important that we have godly wisdom? Well, if we want to bring heaven to earth, we have to walk in wisdom, right? So if if that's something we desire in our hearts, we have to have wisdom. And the only way we can receive true godly wisdom is by receiving it from God. Proverbs chapter 2 tells us, For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. So if we want to have godly wisdom, we have to listen to the Lord. That's the only way that we can be wise. And also, our scripture passage from today reveals it to us as well. It says, all who listen to me, to God, will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. So we can only gain this kind of godly wisdom, the kind we want to bring heaven to earth by listening to God. And then when we do that, we have a likelihood of living in peace and not being afraid of fear or harm. 
So we're just gonna dive in, we're gonna talk a little bit about what listening is, and then we'll talk about how to do it, and then, just a little spoiler alert, we're gonna practice, okay? So get ready, buckle up. So first, let's start off. What does it mean to listen? Well, I have a couple of definitions for you. To listen means to take notice of and act on what someone says, to respond to advice or requests. Another definition says to listen means to hear something with thoughtful attention, to give consideration. I hope that you're listening to me right now. You're giving thoughtful attention and consideration to what I'm saying. So I have a little story, and it might feel familiar to you. When you were a kid, and you're playing, you're playing really hard and really enjoying yourself, and your parents are talking to you, and you're clearly not listening, right? Then they chime in with a, are you listening? And what's your answer? Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm listening. And they know that you weren't, so they challenge you and they say, well, tell me what I just said. And if you're good and you have a good memory, you can repeat it right back. I had a good memory, so I was always safe. So I thought I was proving to my mother or my father that I was listening. But let me break something to you. You weren't listening. You were just hearing. Hearing is when you receive sound with your ear. You perceive that something is happening. And because you were really sharp and your memory was good, you remembered, so you recounted. But listening requires that action, that response, that attention, that consideration of what someone is saying to you. Listening requires a response. So when you said to your parents, yes, I'm listening, and then repeated back exactly what they said, you weren't proving anything but the fact that you heard what they said. So we can't be like that with God. We have to listen, and when he talks to us, when he speaks to us, we have to give it attention, give it some consideration, think about it, and respond. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and you can tell that they're really not listening to you? Like, you, they're looking at you and they're nodding their head and they're doing that, and then they answer you with some crazy response that had nothing to do with what you were talking about. Were they listening? No, they heard that you stopped talking and gave you the answer that they wanted to give you in the first place. They were not truly listening. We cannot live like that with each other or with our relationship with God. We have to consider when we spend time with him, we have to really press in and give him our attention and consider the things that he's saying to us. This is what godly listening looks like. So listening, just kind of a brief definition, listen equals hearing plus response. You gotta do both to be truly listening. So how can we know what listening looks like? Well, we have Jesus, praise the Lord. He modeled what perfect listening looks like. He is often described as going away to a solitary place or praying all night or rising early in the morning. And that one's really hard for me, the rising early in the morning. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I was better at that. But he quotes, he says in the book of John, he says, I do nothing of my own, but say only what the Father has taught me. And he says, my nourishment, his food, comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. So this proves that Jesus only said and did what the Father told him to say and do. He stayed on mission. He was committed to his purpose. And because he was a true listener, because he heard what the Father said and he acted and responded, he fulfilled his purpose on the earth. But for Jesus, listening wasn't a one-off thing. He didn't go to the Father on the top of a mountain and say, okay, bye, I'll see you later. I'll come back and resume this conversation with you. No, Jesus modeled a lifestyle of listening. His life was connected to the Father. And he kind of described this kind of lifestyle of listening, this connection in John chapter 15, kind of one of my favorite passages of scripture. And it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. 
Those who remain in me will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. He said, remain in me. In some of your translations, in John chapter 15, it might say abide. It's that lifestyle of listening. It's staying connected to God. And that's our posture. We should always be seeking the Lord, listening for what the Lord, looking for what the Lord might be doing. That's that lifestyle of listening. That's abiding. That's remaining in God. And so I have an example that I think might help. And the Lord kind of revealed this to me. So we have great technology. We can connect to the internet in a couple different ways. First, we can connect wirelessly, right? You know how to do that with your phone. You find the whatever uh, wireless network's available. You click, you're in, you surf the net, you check your email, you do all the things you need to do, right? But what happens is if you wander far away from that connection point, that router, you lose service. You can't search the net. You can't send your emails. You can't do anything. Now let's compare that to being hardwired to the internet, right? That means you take your device, and you actually have a cable, an ethernet cable that connects to it, it clicks in, that little click, and you know that you're connected to the internet and you can do all the things. But there's a catch, right? You're connected to something. You can only go as far away from the modem as, as your cable will allow. But what I believe the Lord is, is saying is this, is that we have a choice today. We can choose to be wireless Christians, that can wander away and come back and signal phase, oh, we come back and come back. Or we can be hardwired Christians, ones that are connected strongly to the Father, that there's that stability in that connection. We don't lose our service. We don't lose our ability to hear from him because we are so strongly connected to him. That is the abiding life. That's that remaining. That's that lifestyle of listening that we're talking about today. And if you believe in Jesus, if you consider yourself to be a Christ follower, that is the kind of life we're called to because that is what Jesus is telling us in John chapter 15. We are called to this lifestyle of listening. We are called to hear what the Lord is saying. We're called to give thoughtful attention to what he is saying. We're called to consider what he is saying to us. So my question for you is, who are you listening to? Are you listening to God? Okay, maybe you don't know how to tell. You can tell who you're listening to by the way you act, by the way you think, by the way you speak. And we can see this example that Jesus gives us in Matthew chapter seven. He says, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. So if you're listening to Holy Spirit, if you're listening to the Spirit of God inside you, you should be manifesting, you should be living some fruit of the Spirit. And we've talked about this kind of recently. Fruit of the Spirit, we see a list in Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23 that says, we have love and joy, we have peace, we have patience, we have kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When you act in those ways, you are proving that you are listening to the Holy Spirit that he is guiding your behavior. He is guiding your thoughts. He is guiding the way that you speak to people. So let me press a little bit further. Let me poke the bear a little bit more. I have some questions for you, a series of questions. Kind of think it over in your mind. How do you react in traffic or when somebody cuts you off? How do you react when that extra grace required person in your life says something that's completely crazy and out of line? How do you respond? Do you respond? 
How do you react when, if you have small children, they continue to do that one thing that you really told them not to do? It's kind of out of safety purposes, but they kind of don't listen and they do it anyway. How do you react? How do you respond? If you respond with love and grace and patience, then that proves that you are listening to the Holy Spirit, that he is speaking to you and you are responding with grace. You are responding with love. You are responding with patience and that is good. But I wanna challenge you some more this morning. It's not just who you are listening to, but what you're listening to that reflects or can affect the way that you act. What are you listening to? What music are you listening to? What podcasts are you listening to? What television shows, what songs, what whatever are you putting in your ears that could be influencing the way you think, speak, and act? So we are called today, I believe, to take stock of every single thing, every single person that we're listening to. Is it something that's creating, uh, us, giving us that reflection of Jesus in our lives? Are we listening to godly things or not? It's our time to change our ways, time to listen to God and listen to things that edify us and build us up. So now that I've got you understanding what listening is, Lynn, how do we do it? How, how do we, we do listen? It? Good question. <laughs> so as Crystal and I were preparing for this, she had shared with me a scripture from the same uh, chapter, Proverbs 1. It was verse 23. And I love it. I feel like it kind of sets the stage of what listening looks like. It says, come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. And I read that and I just hear Jesus because I feel like that's his posture towards us. He longs to share his heart with us. So that just kind of sets the stage. What does listening to God look like? He longs to share our heart with you, our heart with us. But I think it's worth mentioning right from the start here that how we view God affects how we'll listen to him. If we view God as a God who's angry, distant, far off, that is not going to be somebody that we're likely to listen to. But if we view God for who he truly is, that loving, compassionate, gracious, kind, heavenly father, we will listen, we will want to listen to what he says to us. So that is so important, and I think that's a question we need to ask ourselves. Is God, is there, is my view of you hindering how I hear you, how I listen to you? It's a good question for us to ask from time to time. And the Lord was speaking the same to both Crystal and I because I felt the same way that the Lord just said, listening has to do with the posture of our heart and what that looks like. And it's not just, as Crystal said, it's not just this taking time in the morning during our first 20, when we take that first, that best 20 minutes of our day and we're listening to Jesus, but it's that continuing, as she was saying, it's that continuing abiding in him, this posture of, Lord, what are you saying? to me throughout the day. He might start in the morning by a scripture. He might share, drop some truth into your heart. And then it's that abiding, it's that living out your day and listening to what he has to say. So this posture of abiding, we came up with three Ps of what that might look like, this posture of our heart, this posture of abiding. So the first one is preparation. We prepare our heart to listen. And what does that look like? Very simply, it's being still. It's getting in a posture of being quiet and preparing to listen 
to God. It's removing those distractions. Maybe it means having a piece of paper and pen, writing down those stray thoughts that randomly come across your head or things, some errand that you need to do later in your day. But writing that stuff down so you can just continue to be in this posture of listening. And it's opening up our hearts to God. It's acknowledging who he is. I like to say it's aligning our heart with the truth of who God is, with the truth of what his word says. We wanna acknowledge him in that moment. And I think even in this moment too, it's really helpful and healthy to have a time of confession, to confess those things that maybe are in our heart. I did that as I was preparing for this time, confessing maybe wrong attitudes or lies that I had been believing, but we want to confess that so our heart is open to receive what God has to say to us. And then we worship him, and however that looks like for you, I know it's different for all of us. Worship, for me, I love worship music, so I'll listen to worship music, I'll be out in God's beautiful creation. But something that helps you connect with him. And so from there, the next P is praying. We pray honestly from our heart. And again, I did that when I was preparing. I just came before the Lord and I said, Father, what do you want to say to us this morning about listening to you? And I believe the first words that I heard when I asked that question was intimate conversation. Mm. And that's what listening to God looks like because as that scripture said when I, uh, that I began with, he longs to share our hearts he longs to share his heart with us. Yeah. He longs to speak to us. He really does. So we wanna be in this posture of listening to him. So we share with him what's on our heart. We're specific with questions that we might have for him. And then we turn to his word because his word is, is his love letter to mm -hmm. us. And that is the way, the, the main way that he speaks to us. So that's what I did while I was preparing for this time. And I, I opened up to Isaiah 55.3 and listen to what it said. Come, this is the NLT translation. Come to me with your ears wide open. Mm. Listen and you will find life. The ESV translation says, incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. And I love that, that word incline, that means to lean or to bend. That's what we're talking about when we say this posture of our heart. We're leaning, <clears throat> excuse me, we're leaning in and we're bending towards God because we wanna hear what he has to say. So then the last P was perception. We perceive with our heart. That's the last posture. And perceive means to recognize, to discern, to understand. And so a perfect example of that is what just happened to me while I was preparing for this morning. I turned and read that passage from Isaiah and that just stood out to me because it was all about listening. So I was like, Lord, thank you for that. He was, he was affirming what he was saying. And that's what it is for all of us. When we're reading God's word, it's like what stands out to us? What leaps off the page maybe? Um, we were talking about how maybe it's that yellow highlighter kind of moment where the Lord's just highlighting something for you. And it may also look like, again, something that you're listening, that you're hearing in your, in your first 20, a scripture verse, 
something that maybe you read from your devotional, a worship song, something that just kind of catches your attention. And then in that posture of abiding throughout your day, maybe you start to hear that over and over again, maybe from a friend who comes and randomly or not so randomly <laughs> comes and shares that same thing with you. Margaret Feinberg, she's a Christian author and speaker, she calls those moments sacred echoes. Amen where God is just saying the same thing over and over again. And so when he does that, we wanna say, we need to listen to that. That's, that's important because it is most likely that God is speaking to you in that moment. Amen. And we even thought too, as we talked about this, it's good to ask for confirmation, to go to a friend, a trusted person that you know, and say, this is what I feel God is speaking to me as I'm listening to him. Does this make sense? Does it resonate? Am I on the right track? Those are good things yeah. to do, right? And I always like to say too that when we're in those moments of listening to God, there's peace mm. in the listening. There's a knowing. There's something that happens in here right. where you're like, this, I think this is God speaking to me. God will never speak anything that's out of alignment with who he is, his character, or his word. Amen. So there is a peace in the listening. And so we have this posture of preparing our heart, praying honestly from our heart, and perceiving with our heart. And then we need to receive yeah. what God is saying to us. And how we do that is we walk it out. We walk it out in obedience. It is so important to obey. Like Crystal was saying, we can hear all we want, but listening requires an action, and we need to obey what God is saying to us. Why is that so important? From that scripture that I read from Isaiah, it says, so, we listen to God so that we will find life, so that our souls may live. When we listen to God, we will thrive and flourish in all that God has for us. So it's so important in that step of obedience. Do you wanna expound a little bit more on that, Crystal? I think the reason that we're gonna sit here and emphasize obedience just for a little bit longer is because we have to. It is part of listening. I said listening is hearing plus action. And for us, that action is obeying. It's a requirement that God has for us. And the reason we're emphasizing it is because sometimes that obedience can be a little bit difficult. Hmm. Just because we're doing what God says doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. And we can see that in Jesus' life. He had to obey in the most difficult of situations. He was mocked, beaten, scorned, spat upon, and then hung to die on a cross. He was tortured, but he remained in obedience. And I'm not saying that we're necessarily going to be tortured physically in that way, but we are called to that kind of obedience. We call it sometimes the crucified life, right? Mm -hmm. And in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Jesus is telling us that we have to surrender our lives, our thoughts, the ways that we want to do things and listen to him. And by listening, we step out in obedience to what he's telling us to do. In Galatians, um, the apostle Paul describes it like this. He says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me 
and gave himself for me. We can live this crucified life because of what Lynn said, because we know who God is. We can trust him, that he loves us, that he has good for us. That is the reason why we can listen to him and obey because he has those good things for us. So as we kind of land the plane here, I wanna answer one more question. Why, why do we listen? Why? Well, we listen because listening is a response to the Lord out of love for him and trust in who he is. We listen also so we can hear, receive, and obey God's plan. In Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That part right there, the good things he planned for us long ago. That means he has a plan, but we can't receive it unless we're listening. So perk your ears up to what God is saying, to what the Spirit of God is saying to you, and you will learn the things that he's planned for you, planned for your life, your purpose, things he planned for you a long time ago. We also listen so we can learn about our purpose in the world and for his kingdom. We wanna be people who can say, our nourishment, that which strengthens us, comes from doing the will of God who sent us and from finishing his work. We wanna be part of what God is doing. This is why we listen. We also listen so we can be transformed. Now, being transformed isn't, isn't for ourselves. It's really for the people around us because we're still going to encounter those extra grace-required people. We're still gonna encounter people who are rude to us or unkind to us or just downright nasty, but we have a choice. We can listen to the Spirit of God inside us and he'll open our eyes to see them the way that he sees them. He'll, he'll open our heart so we can understand who they are and what they're going through and maybe even transform how we hear what they're saying. Are they speaking out of hurt? Have they had a, something happen to them that would cause them to speak to us in a certain way? That is how God transforms us. That is why we listen to God. We also listen, lastly, so we will have the best chance, the highest probability to live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. That is in our passage for today in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 33. So maybe you're, you've been looking for an answer to a question or a problem or a circumstance you have, and you think you found the solution. You've been listening to the Lord already. And maybe you're nervous. You don't want to make a mistake. I don't like making mistakes. I want to hear and be sure, right? Be sure, 100%. Let me, let me give you a little, a little nugget here. If you think you've heard and you're, you're kind of sure, pause. Listen to the Lord again. What is he saying? Do you feel peace with the solution? If you don't feel peace, don't do it, honestly. Don't do it. If you don't feel peace, for anyone out there who has, thinks they have a solution and you don't feel peace about it, don't do it. Ask the Lord again. But if you do... If you feel that peace, it's, it's like God speaking to you saying, yes, move forward. That is me showing you that solution. So my challenge for you today is to step into this life, this lifestyle of listening, that abiding, that remaining in God so that we can be all that he's called us to be, all that he's created us to be. We have to be aware of what he is saying and how he wants us to respond. So we're going to give you a head start. We're going to actually practice listening, like I said before, right now. We're going to do it. So here's what we're gonna do. The band is gonna come up and they're gonna start to play some music to kind of set the tone, set the mood for this moment. But right now what I want you to do is to take a comfortable posture. So that could look like you know, opening your hands and bowing forward. It could be standing if you like. It could be kneeling on the floor, facing your chair. It could be whatever posture, you know, fold your hands, close your eyes, whatever way helps you to focus on the Lord to really connect and to kind of push back all the distractions. But don't forget, what's most important here is the posture of your heart. 
Are you setting your heart for listening to the Lord right now? And you should be. This is what we're going to do. So for some of us, this posture, what we're about to do, could be very new and a little uncomfortable. And it will be a little uncomfortable, but that's okay because you are pressing into the presence of God. Ignore the lies of the enemy that say, oh, Jesus doesn't want to talk to you. Oh, you can't hear. Oh, you're not worthy to hear from the Lord. Those are lies. And I rebuke the enemy right now in Jesus' name. He wants to speak to you. Amen. And for those of us, we may not have sat still for a long time. We may have gotten caught up in the busyness of life. And for, if that's you, no shame, no guilt here. Just press in today, press into his presence. And for some of you, you're looking for a specific answer and this is a perfect time for you to sit quietly. I'm giving it to you. Lean in, ask God the questions and he will give you the answers. I really believe this is an invitation in this moment for us to listen, to hear something new from the Lord, to hear what he is saying, a word for now. We, we could get stuck in living our lives in the old ways or old patterns and even going back to old, old ways. Seek something new today. We want to step in and lean into this lifestyle of remaining and abiding in him. So what I'm going to do now is go ahead and take that posture. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to take some music, listen to some music, and take some time and be quiet before the Lord. And for you online, same. Lean forward, lean in, press in. This is a special, sacred moment. Let me pray. Lord, you are God, and you are good. Your greatness and your mercy endure forever. You are not a God who is far away. You are so near to us. And God, we are encouraged that you want to speak to us. You want to whisper your sweet whispers to our heart and our soul. We present ourselves to you with our hearts listening and our minds listening. And we want to hear what you want to say to us today. Lord, I pray that right now you would remove anything that could block you from speaking to our hearts, anything that, any misconceptions we have about you, any misconceptions we have about ourselves, who we are to you. Lord, we repent from any sin, any anger and disobedience, any pride or arrogance. Lord, anything that would separate us from you and block us from hearing what you have to say today. Lord, we accept our position as your children and you, Father, long to speak to us. So speak, Lord, we're listening. Thank you, Lord. Even as you sit and listen, you may feel something, an emotion. You might hear a verse, you might, uh, might want to weep, I weep. It's okay. You hear a Bible verse, write it down. You see an image, draw it out. Really spend this time connecting with the Lord. If you have something that you're not sure about, say, Jesus, I don't understand. Show me what you mean. He wants to show us. says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you. And Jesus said, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. 
You are in the palm of the hand of God. God, we are ones chosen by you. Chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, your instruments to do your work and speak for you. You've taken us from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted, God. We want to hear from you today. Lord, share, us, share with us those remarkable secrets you have for us, things that we do not know. Reveal your heart to us today. thank you for speaking and continuing to speak. Lord, we're committed to listening, to keep listening and to be obedient. Lord, I pray that you would give us the resolve, the faith, the boldness, not just to listen, but to step out in obedience. God, we are your servants. Speak, for we are continuing to listen. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? And I want you to lean in, keep listening as we sing this next song. God bless y'all.